And it's the Jim Meskimen Podcast. Uh, the first of two podcasts this week. Why two? Well, Ben Shelton, writer-director of Impress Me, is going to come by tomorrow. And uh, But I wanted to talk to you alone. Is that selfish? You know, he kind of hijacked my podcast, to be honest. But that's okay, because he's the greatest writer-director in the world, as far as I'm concerned. And I love him, and, I, and he sounds good on radio, for whatever this is. <laughs> I guess it's not radio. I don't know what we are. Anyway, he's going to come by tomorrow. I don't know. I may release it a day or so after that. And uh, I just wanted to share with you that uh, it was super fun. We had this party last week for the premiere of Impress Me. And if you don't know, our TV show, our series, got picked up by Pop TV. What's Pop TV? It is not the Blemish Channel. I want to clarify that. It is. Uh, it used to be the TV Guide Channel. And then people realized, hey, we don't need a TV guide. We have a TV guide right on our computers and our on our TV screens. So uh, they repurposed it, and it's a swell channel. It looks good. You know, comes in. It's not all brown or streaky. Wouldn't that be weird if different t- channels had different flaws? Uh, blurry. The blurry channel. So I invited the cast and crew over, and uh, Soul Pancake gave us some money to have a party, and we bought some food. My wife worked like a horse to get the place looking nice and to have some food for everybody. And the uh, cast and crew... Stopped by, not everybody, but we've got so many people involved, and a lot of people that were in later episodes even came by. We had about 40, 45 people here, and uh, we all we all watched the show together. We all broke bread and watched the show together and jammed into my living room, and it was hilarious, and it was so much fun, and uh, it was just really, really a cool communal experience. Technically, I guess this show is going out all over the country, but I had no sense that uh, I had no sense. I had no sense of it being this huge communal event all over the country. It just seemed like something that was happening right in my house. And it began and ended right there. So obviously it didn't, but hopefully you saw it. But this is what it sounded like in the Meskimen house. My two idols. I don't want to do the De Niro impression. You don't want to offend it. It's not going to work. And what did you do? I did Christopher Walken. Ow. Come on, we're New Yorkers. Trying to make a living, my hired gun, and then Al goes ballistic and goes, stop. Magic ball! Magic ball! How's he goes? I'm never alone. I'm never alone. Isn't that cool? We're all just cheering each other. And uh, it kind of reminds me of that Steely Dan song a little bit. Of, Show business kids making movies of themselves. You know they don't give a f- about anybody else. Of course, we do give a f- about anybody else. And that's that's why we make the show. And it's a sweet show. And it's a, I don't know, you know, in a, in a non-preachy, non-moralistic way. I think it's a life-affirming show. And when you think about it, there's a lot of shows on TV that are exactly the opposite, you know, that tell people how stupid they are, how bestial they are, how beastly and how crude, crass and, and hopeless they are. And our show doesn't push those buttons. We're, uh, we're not selling that. Uh, which, and it's a harder sell. I think it's much harder to convince people that they are worth something and that, um, you know, that individuals have value than it is to say, we're all going to hell in a handbag. That is very easy to sell. Uh, anyway, there you go. I don't want to preach about that. So 
here we are. We've got a show on every Wednesday night, and uh, we've got a podcast every now and then, and uh, everybody's just making a lot of noise. And I think the point is we're making noise about something worthwhile, you know, that people can be friendly and that, uh, you know, you can, you can attain your dreams. And that is awfully important. I think that is really key because, again, the society, the, the sort of the um, lowest common denominator of our culture, if you want to call it that, is a you can't make it or if you do make it, it's a, it's a mistake or uh, don't even try or don't dream kind of culture. We have a, a culture, you know, I was thinking about this a lot lately, is that, you know, it's been called, America's been called a bit of a prison culture. Uh, and it's certainly not America. I don't agree with people that say that we have a, a prison planet or that people are all prisoners, that America is not the greatest country in the world. I think it is. Um, however, there is, uh, I notice in my, you know, you've been around for 50 plus years, you begin to notice trends. And what's trending in the long term is not the Kardashians, but a kind of a, a kind of a prison way of reference, let's say. Uh, Orange is a New Black is a popular show. I don't think it could have been popular in any other time. And and to me, and although I'm not an avid watcher of Orange is the New Black or Orphan is the New Black or whatever it is, I have noticed that it does sort of, it does sort of infer that, um, well, on this new Will Ferrell movie that's coming out that I see billboards about, uh, Get Hard, I think it's called, uh, this all kind of infers that, you know, middle-class ordinary people occasionally now do go to prison. And it's not this unheard of thing. It's almost the same way that cancer has gone from being something that hardly anybody ever got to, you know, one in four Americans will get cancer. Or I don't know, maybe it's one in three. Maybe it's just everybody. And that's changed a lot. Now, that's changed because of whatever environmental factors or whatever. But, you know, culture is made up of environmental factors, uh, philosophical factors, economic factors, and all these things group together. Don't I sound intelligent? It's easy to sound intelligent when you're at home talking to yourself. Um, anyway, we have a bit of a prison culture in that, hey, how many people are tattooed these days? Where did that come from? Um, in the old days, of course, uh, a few people. In my, in my time, when I was a young man, a tattoo was a pretty rare event. And the idea that a tattoo parlor could do good business uh, in, in, uh, outside of Hollywood, maybe, or outside of New York City, was a fantasy. So that's changed. And prison parlance, you know, it's very common uh, to hear on TV and even in comedies anywhere, someone saying, well, he's my bitch, you know, or whatever. That's a prison thing. We got that from prison. And now, of course, there are, I think, over two million human beings in America that are incarcerated. So that's a really big percentage out of 300 million, two million. That's a big percentage of people. Plus, it's growing. It's a bad, that's a bad trend. It's growing. There is no uh, supposedly there is no answer to that. And, uh, you know, incarceration is a big business now. There are private prisons and uh, all this stuff. This, this is a depressing uh, sort of uh, commentary at the moment. But this is the, if you will, the, the, the big question of being a human being is how to, how to avoid incarceration of any kind, drugs, uh, you know, a, a bad marriage. This is all kind of like prison stuff, you know. Being trapped. Nobody wants to be trapped. Everyone wants to be able to get out of traps. And I think now our culture is saying, you know, traps are a big part of life. In fact, traps, you know, the parlance of traps, the expressions that we use, the, the way we wear our hair, the way we ink our bodies, you know, these are all an acknowledgement of the fact that, you know what, we have not solved this problem. This problem is out of control. And we might as well be amused by it. But in the meantime, it's still a problem, you know. So I look at that. And our little show, 
uh, is about the opposite, really. It's about reaffirming and, and that someone can have a dream, someone can attain a dream. Uh, it doesn't say anything about escaping from prison. Except that Morgan Freeman does occasionally appear on our show. And, of course, he knew Andy Dufresne. And Andy Dufresne helped him break out of prison. That's really the only connection I can think of uh, to prisons. Anyway, you haven't heard Tate Rupert in a week or so, and I uh, improvise anything, so we prepared this for you. I hope you enjoy it. And welcome once again to What's Behind the Thin, Thin Veil of Reality, uh, the show that takes a look at all kinds of supernatural stuff. Tonight is uh, no exception. Well, there's a full moon out, and so it's a perfect night to have Brewster Langhorn on the show. Brewster is, uh, he's, uh, well, he's, he's got his hands in a lot of, a lot of different kind of trades. He's uh, a party planner. Mm-hmm. He's an event uh, uh, guru, really. He's uh, one of the great uh, leaders of thought on the whole, uh, anything to do with a gathering of people, uh-huh. whether that's a gathering of, uh, of monks out in a glade somewhere that are uh, you know, Wicca worshippers, or uh, or whether it's just people that are interested to see what Ralph Lauren is going to come up with. Uh, you're there, Brewster. Thanks oh, thank so much you. for coming Thanks right for, into the studio. Well, thank you for having me back. It's it's great to be back here again. I you know I always love talking to you. Well, we are honored to have you on uh-huh. the show. And uh, by the way, uh, last month you helped us out with a little uh, fundraiser oh, to keep I love this show fundraiser. on the air and uh, by having uh, you know those uh, those were actual vampires. Mm-hmm. That you had, that you brought to be as part of our gathering, is that right? I I like to bring first of all, just to go back to your point. I my philosophy is if you're have a few people together, whether it be three or five hundred, why aren't they having a good time? And that's mm. what I, that's how I live. I well, like, everyone if you, had if a you're great in, time. If you're in a group, always have a good time. Right up and, until that moment when uh, some of those vampires uh, started to evaporate in the rising sun, and that's that's really just bad planning on our part. Well, you know, bad planning on your part, but wasn't it fantastic? It really I mean, was. <laughs> I, I just you know I couldn't believe it. I was as giddy as a schoolgirl when well, I started. Obviously, it was them. successful. We were all still on the air, so I have to thank you, Brewster, well, for that. Well, we raised a lot of money that day, and we want to keep you on the air because you're doing a good job. Thank you so much. Uh, you certainly are. You, well, you provide a service. We're trying to get the word out uh, that there's something behind the thin, thin veil of reality, uh-huh. and that's the whole point of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's gossamer. It's like taffeta, that veil. <laughs> Got to ask you about this. What's what's the okay. new party? What's happening in the party scene these days? I know All you're on right. the cutting edge. You're on the pulse of, of the party world. What's what's happening out right. there? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. The new trend right now is texting seances. You know, the old world seance where people would get together in some you know, dusty old uh, mahogany uh, accented room and mm-hmm. hold hands like a and candles mm-hmm. or parlor. It was all very, it was very heavy mm. and it was very, oh, oppressive. No, no, let's move it into the modern age. Let's move it up. Let's move it up to 2015. And now you can text to the other side. Now, wow, this is incredible. So our people still are getting together. They're doing it as a group activity. Of course, they're uh, doing it as a group acti- activity. Where would we be likely to see one of these modern seances? What's what? Uh, paint the picture for us of what kind of environment. If you say it's not a dusty old uh, parlor, uh, where the heck are the people having these things? It can be done anywhere. Um, we just did one at the Belvedere Hotel, and that was fantastic. A few of us got together. We were in the lobby, and then we were going to go into the main you know, bar area because mm-hmm. a friend of mine works there. He's a great bartender, and... 
and he, three or four of us were there. You can contact the spirit world from wherever you are, from the DJ dance floor, wherever you are. You just you can text your seances. Well, that makes sense because people are on the move. Uh, uh, you know, we got a very mobile kind of uh, youth these days. Uh, mm-hmm. People are on their way to places. They they don't have time to sit down at a at a at a table. They don't have. I imagine they're they're always headed towards the next big thing. No, of course they are. Now I don't mean to be you know so trendy, but we are so so trendy. Just the other night, my friends were all over at my place, and we were watching the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And when they did the you know the, the in, in memoriam, in memoriam mm-hmm. we all immediately started texting to the other side, wow. and I, we got so many did responses. You get some respo- oh, we really? Got so really? so many responses. Well, now I imagine that the Louis Jordan. Would, wow, right Jordan. away. Well, now, what did he have to say? Do you remember what Louis Jordan had to say from the other side? He said from the other side, and we all giggled. We couldn't believe it. He said. Gigi. Wow. Well, that's proof positive. Mm-hmm. That shows you just how powerful this is. Mm-hmm. And I imagine linked with the new technology uh, and just the enhanced kind of uh, 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 outreach that people are doing who are psychically inclined, I'm not surprised that you're getting a whole lot of messages from the other side. That's terrific, Bruce. Oh, yeah. We, we, Gordon Willis had, something, he had great things to say. Wow. He, uh, he just, he was, he was a little bit brusque at first. He was mm-hmm. like, quit mm-hmm. bothering me. I'm well, busy. they don't like to be, they, they don't always uh, take very kindly to people disturbing them when they're, uh, when they're trying to, to rest in peace, like mm-hmm. it says on the tombstone. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know what? I think, why rest in peace when you can rest and have a great time? Well, this is a, I, I'm sure this is a trend that's just going to spread because just like the technology itself, uh, Brewster, the, the, the ease and the mobility of it, uh, you can literally be texting the dead uh, on your way to work. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Let me ask you, who, who, what sort of celebrities in your off hour, uh, uh, we talked about Judy Garland before, have you, mm-hmm. have you been co- trying to get a little dialogue going with her? Is, well, Judy helps me every day, but Judy has been so busy. So many people want oh, to talk course, to her. Of course. All the time. Yeah, so yeah. I really, I can answer your question in one word, Whitney. Oh, well, there And you go. she helps me every day. Well, I don't doubt it. She was a, she's a giving soul and a giving spirit, and uh, I'm not surprised that, uh, well, I think that's wonderful. And it's great, you know, that the dead have an opportunity through the technology of the living to mm-hmm. communicate back and forth and, and get this dialogue going. It's, it's way overdue, don't you think? Oh, it is way overdue. And if I, I just want to add this one thing. If there's mm-hmm. any downside at all, your usage rates are going to go way up. Oh, okay. That cost is pretty high. I didn't it even is. think about that. It is. Wow. What, but is that's that a, okay. That's you know. not even international rate. That's something really stratospheric, isn't it? It, it is. It's stratospheric. Yeah. Wow. And, well, in the long run, though, I do think it's cheaper. Cheaper than? A regular mahogany-accented, heavy parlor. Yeah. parlor seance. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That takes a lot of, lot of Windex to keep that looking good. And now, here, just right now, I'm just going to get my phone out while we're both here. Who would you like to contact? Oh, boy, this is, wow, I'm, I'm unprepared. Uh, geez, uh, I, you know, I always... And please say Ernest Borgnine. Great. You took the, the name right right out of my All head. Right. I'd love let to talk. Just, let's let's text him okay. right. You right. think he's... Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. I love that thing. Here we go. And I just said hello. And how you doing? What's shaking? How long does it normally take? Uh, and we're just going to see. Because sometimes he can get he gets right back to me. Ah, there it is. What, what does it say? <laughs> and he writes back, Hi, Brewster. You can tell Joe Flynn to kiss my ass. 
that is beyond dispute. That is exactly what Ernie Borgnine. Well, I have no doubt now. I have to tell you, I was a little bit on the fence about the whole thing until this proof positive demonstration of the power of this technology. Folks, find out about it. Uh, if you've got loved ones or just celebrities that you always wanted to jaw with, if you can afford the usage rates, check it out. Brewster, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, Wednesdays at 1030, uh, to put in a final plug for uh, a final plug of my million plugs, uh, or at least 13 more for Impress Me. We've got 13 episodes, a full season. Episode one is up at Pop TV. It runs multiple times during the week as well, so it repeats, you know, which is nice. And uh, if you go to poptv.com on your little computer or your phone, you can find where in your cable provider, you know, what channel they've designated as Pop. And if you can't find it, if your cable provider doesn't carry it, then uh, I I guess you could go to Best Buy really late at night and watch it on one of the big screens. Or if you know where I live, come by my house. That's fine. You can look in through the windows. Anyway, impress me. It's a fun show. Hope you watch it. 1030, uh, 9.30 Central, you people who are central, centrally located. And apparently in Arizona, it plays at 7.30. I don't know if that's true or not. But mostly it's 10.30, which is perfect. It follows Schitt's Creek. Uh, No, I'm not swearing. That's what it's called. I don't know how people are calling it on network television. Maybe they bleep them. Uh, Anyway, that's a good lead-in for us, and I hope you watch it. And leave a comment. Let me know if you like the show, because I'd just be interested. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. Very shortly, in a day or so, you'll hear Ben Shelton uh, in my, my special edition podcast. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening. I really appreciate it. I know my podcast doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles, uh, but uh, I appreciate that you listen. So thanks very much and have a great week.